So have y'all checked out that new show, Gretzko, about uh, the red panda that works in a thankless job and hates her life and gets through her days by suffer- by uh, conveying her feelings into metal music? No. That's a TV show? Yeah, it's on Netflix. I'm, I'm in. I'm going to have to watch it. Again. I was like, it sounds oddly relatable to Ozzy. I don't know about Kevin. No. I don't really, I mean, I don't oh, go through life part. depressed. If, was, if yeah. they were just an alcoholic, then yeah, that would be me. Yeah, he, he lets out his strength. No, there's alcohol. definitely an alcoholic portion to it. because oh, it's, good. That's why Bojack is his show. Bojack is his show because dude. Bojack, that's that's Kevin right there. Kevin's yeah. a horse. But no, I'm just like, because it's Japanese, so they drink like fishes. You know how it goes. Yeah. No, yeah. Japanese do drink a lot. Well, I don't know how they do because it's so expensive to drink out in Japan, but if you drink in, super cheap there. You drink at a bar, super expensive. Good to know for future Japan adventures. Yeah, for when, when, I go back. when I go to Japan. When I need you. Yeah, when I go. Do Japan you know what the prices are for Iceland? Because I would like to know that. Oh, as God, well. they're so expensive. Everything's super expensive in Iceland now. Oh, okay. You can talk to Christy Mitchell. She went recently. I heard everything was super expensive in Iceland because of all the tourism. Oh, that makes sense. Great. Oh, now I got, now I got more to think about in my trip to Iceland. We're going to Scotland. That's that the plan. Sure. Going to Isla. I, I sure hope I can go to Scotland. You got we got to talk about going to a bar in Scotland. That would be awesome. That'd that be, would be pretty banging. That would be well, you got to wait till like next March. Oh well, damn. All right, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Which, by the way, we'll talk about this afterwards. But I think I got us a sponsorship from Left Nut Brewing, so we'll talk about that later. Who the hell's Left Nut Brewing? I know. I, I know it's not a what's his name. Uh, Lance Armstrong. It's a Gainesville, Georgia place. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. All right. All right. Welcome to the welcome to the Drunken Mustache Podcast, everybody. I'm Logan. Here with me today, uh, my very metal friend grabbing the chips right now. Ozzy, how's it going, Ozzy? Hey, how's it going? I'm not very metal, but I do like metal. Um, um, but I guess if grabbing chips makes me metal, then I'm pretty metal. All right. And my very well, you're not drunk yet, but you're working on it. Kevin, how's it going, Kevin? Not too bad. Uh, it's been a week so far out of all the weeks that I've had. This has been one of them. Uh, so I got yeah. some cheesy bread and that was dope. Little oh, Caesars. Yeah. Shout, Shout out. out to Little Caesars. Good God, that cheesy bread is just orgasmic. Yeah, it's really fucking good. You know, I really wasn't expecting it because like, I guess on the scale of cheesy breads, I'm trying to think of what my favorite one is, but it was definitely solid. So Little Caesars is like... Uh, not those users. Domino's kind of like stuffed bread. It's different because it's, but it's delicious. Yeah, well, I love the Domino's stuffed bread, but you're right. It's not really cheesy bread. It's yeah. kind of a different thing. Yeah, okay, that was a mid-range for Little Caesars cheesy bread. We got one when we were in Rocky Mountain. They just said, "Fuck it." There was okay, no bread. I'm gonna empty this bag of cheese on top of it. It was, <laughs> so, was, it was so good. It was some of the best cheesy bread I've ever Papa had. Papa John's life. has cheesy bread, and that's just not good. Nothing from Papa John's is good. Well, I didn't want to go into it. I just clarifying that their bread, I independent of their pizza, is also not good. And I would also say that the uh, quote unquote cheesy bread at like Pizza Hut is literally just a layer of bread with a layer of cheese on top of it. I don't Sometimes know. that's okay. Yeah, if that's what you need, I'm just like I'm just saying that's not really. Is that not what all the other cheesy breads were? I don't know, man. What was the cheesy bread we just ate? It was a layer of bread and a layer of cheese. They, I mean, oh my god, I think it had some garlic on it, but that's probably about it. No, I mean they actually like baked it properly. I this think was it had just butter a, on it. 
Yeah, I think that's butter and garlic sauce. Yeah, there you go. That makes a world of difference. Well, anyway, this this we're not reviewing pizza, which we could make a podcast about reviewing now, pizza. If you want to do a podcast in. about pizza, your boy's in. Yeah, if you guys want us to do a uh, you know review of pizza, we can do that on top of CDs because you know they're both circular. So yeah, uh, and albums in general. Shoot us Nobody buys CDs anymore. We just went over okay, this. Okay, I do. Yeah, you you also buy uh, turntables. I have bought a recent turntable, but uh, I don't buy turntables. It's not a hobby. I do buy records. I go around purchasing turntables, throw them in the garbage. <laughs> uh, the needle went out, so I'm just going to get a whole new turntable. Yeah. Some people do that. Hey. Take Pokemon and throw them away when they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. You're, a no- you're definitely a Nuzlocke kind of guy. Yeah. Hey, there you go. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. If they lost, they're dead. There's no value. There's no value anymore. No value added. All right. But anyway... All right. All right, so this week we're reviewing Gizmo Brewery, and I, honestly, uh, I feel kind of bad because Kevin's the only one who brought any beer from Gizmo, but uh, you got the fake, you're sipping on the fake news right now, which is... Just like always, baby. New England-style IPA. It's pretty yeah, solid. It's good. I, I saw some fake news earlier. I was watching CNN, so I know what that's about. Hey, you know? CNN. There you go. I see where you're at. <laughs> but no. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so... I don't know if this is true. This is what I heard on the, on the street. But, uh, so back in the day, these chemical engineers or engineers from NC State opened up a brewery called Roth Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. And it did real shit. Uh, was the brewery any good? Like, outside of the fact that they did shit? It was, was that okay. more of a, I, just they didn't make money? I think it was okay. I think I had it, like, once, and it was, uh, like, a red ale or something, and it was okay. It wasn't bad. Um, but they're kind of not really downtown, so they kind you kind of gotta go a ways to get to them. It's right by where I live, so it's great. But they ended up going out of business or close to it. But then they had some investors that were trying to get investments to keep their business open. They're like, "Yeah, we'll keep your business open. You keep making the beer, but we're going to redesign everything about this. You're no longer Roth. You're gonna be, you know, you're gonna have to come up with a new name." Come up with some new beers, and that's what we're gonna go with. And it's been pretty successful, I would say. We just went to their sixth anniversary this year, and we went to their fifth last year too. Yeah, so they they've been doing pretty good for their location. That kind of shows, like, maybe the you know people who make beer aren't the best to you know, I guess uh, advertise the beer. Yeah, no. Because I mean. Obviously, you said that it's the same people who just kept making the beer, so, you know, they had the good beer, but they just couldn't get their name out, which is kind of hard. Like you said, they're not downtown. They are in kind of the middle of not right. They're close to Lone Rider. Well, and I think it also shows that just because you've got good beer sense or whatever, it doesn't necessarily translate to having good business sense. And I do think that when you get those extra investments, maybe that's what you kind of need to get off the ground. And uh, I will say, like my friend who was working at Lone Rider, she was there... uh, found out that apparently they just felt like they didn't need somebody to put their advertisements out there. Yeah. It's a lot of rain. Anyway, uh, that's going to edit it out. Uh, yeah, no, so you're fine. Nothing's ever fine. edited out of any of these things. That'll shut a lot to us. But yeah, no, I mean, I think a presence is good, and uh, I mean, obviously it shows. But Kevin's right. I mean, I feel like this place has done well. Ever since I've been going to Gizmo since I, you know, kind of started living in Raleigh, you know, I've been to the fifth year to the sixth year, and I've actually enjoyed their beers, enjoyed their location, enjoyed their uh, events. 
So uh, overall, I, I had a good time there. Um, I will say that in terms of size of the brewery, the uh-huh. tap room is also a little confining. Uh, it's probably twice the size of Lone Rider. That's not saying a whole lot. It kind of reminds you of Lone Rider where they didn't invest much into their sitting area because they have a lot more outside. It's, it's a and whole lot outside. And their yeah, out, sitting outside. area actually has tents and stuff, which is kind of nice. They do do yeah. that. Sunshades and yeah. things. Yeah. Because they usually have like bands. Every time I've gone, they've had live music, so it's a little more inviting. They do open mic. Lone Rider did not do anything. Doesn't have any of that. Alright, we're not we're not bashing on Lone. No, I'm just saying the we're difference always between it. On <laughs> we're always it's it's what we do now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, first a person who's been there for his first time, I was pleasantly pleasantly surprised. I was. Uh, yeah, they make quality beer. Um, well, when I first looked at it, it looked like it was kind of a backdoor garage kind of situation, but it was a yeah, lot larger. Yeah, that's They're adding a second garage. Oh, really? They are actually. Yeah, we just realized that in their new anniversary, right? They yeah, because like you can up. go in and tour it. Yeah, well, they were like, "Here, we're going to be doing this. You can check it out." But yeah, I would say it was actually pretty sizable once you got inside. It was. Yeah. Uh, it, it. I really liked the bartender, and of course, I met some interesting guys that I, I want to retire like they retired. But we'll oh, that's right, that out. those guys. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the beer. Um, yeah. Their lineup consisted of probably one, two, three, four, five, six. Probably about 12 or 11 13? or 12 beers. You know, no, it was 12 because you get two flights and you can stretch right. out yeah. everything. I think we got most of it, I think. And then you said you tried everything before. Well, yeah, I live right there, right so the street, I've, yeah. I've had everything they've had to offer there for a yeah. while. Um, so they got a good selection of uh, lighter beers. I think they had a honey wheat, which is their main one, the uh, beekeeper. Right. And then you have, they had a blueberry saison. Um, they had some... Did they have fake news while we were there? Yeah, they, they had, had fake, fake news. Yeah. They had fake I feel news. like that's a staple. I got, I got it on the list. Yeah, yeah, so that's pretty good. It's a New England style IPA. Those took off um, a while ago. They're, that one's pretty good. Collusion's a double New England IPA, so it's got a little more uh, ass to it. It had some gozu, so they had the sours in there. And they had... Um, they had two milkshake IPAs. Two. Well, those were uh, experimental, so yeah. they're, they're fresh. Which is cool to see because, you know, it, it's nice to see something a little bit strange, a little different. Um, and I wasn't expecting two milkshake IPAs. They had a barrel-aged stout, and then they mm-hmm. had a, a pastry stout. Oh, that's right, the honey bun. Yeah. The apis. No, it? no. Was the it ape? Apis was the honey bun. Yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. The well, queen then. bee was the imperial honey wheat. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, oh, all in all, um, I basically got a flight when I went there to round out the ones that I had never tried, like um, the blueberry saison, things like that, that I don't normally drink. And they were all uh, really good, and I continued drinking the ones that I had already had before, and they were still good. I really liked the Apis, and I think my favorite thing about the place was that they had a little bit of something for everybody. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really blown away by what they would consider their traditional stuff, which was like the Beekeeper and the uh, Honey Wheat, all that. That's the same beer. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? What's the other Thank one? News. No, it's something else. But anyway, uh, yeah. The beekeeper didn't blow me away, but the I fake news was IPA. fake news was solid. Collusion was good. Deep blue was very good in my opinion. Was that the blueberry IPA or the blueberry saison? That was a blueberry saison. Yeah. Okay. Very saisony in terms of the kind of bubblegummy banana, yeah, uh, ester kind of flavor that comes with it, and then a nice fruity kind of background to it. Um, so it was really good. I'm not a big Saison guys, but they're, uh, they're growing on me. So that one was good. 
Well, everybody seems to be trying the saisons now. That's like really popular. I don't know if it's like cheaper as far as the ingredients go or what, but every, it's, everybody's. I think got, it's just something new, something to appeal to fans that yeah. do want to try something new because it's easy to just put out an IPA and just have everyone drink it. But you know, that's where you kind of take yeah. some. I don't feel risk. like they're that new. Everybody's got. A I feel like saison. it's a trend. I mean, it's yeah. not new. They're, they're more of a spring and summer beer just because you can ferment them at higher temperatures so you don't have to use as much chilled glycol. So it's and, really, it's really uh, there are usually lighter beers. They're they're like light Belgians in my opinion, so they're like a more of a it's warming up outside and we should make a saison. But I think that's one of their staples. That's one of their year round beers anyways, but Okay. So it's kinda it's kinda just the circumstances we're going at in the summer, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I um uh, I do. I had the Apis as well, which you said you really liked, but that was probably my least favorite. Um, I'll agree with that. I'm not saying it's bad. It was. It was good, but I think this is going to be a trend this week where no. I like something that's our oh, your least bad. No, I really like the barrel stiletto stout. That I, was great. That one was really good. It has. Uh, so the for me the difference between the Apis and then the stiletto, which this the Apis was a little bit lighter. Uh, in terms of both mouthfeel and flavor. And it was for it to be a pastry stout, I was kind of expecting more of the really thick, kind of sweet stout to uh, go with it. That's, to carry I think that's that what I was thinking. Honey too. bun uh, backbone. But then you go to the barrel aged stiletto and you get that kind of, it's not like crazy 14%. I think it was like nine or something. Mm-hmm. It's still got a heavy mouthfeel. And then the oak aged one has a lot of oak character to it. Uh, really carries it yeah. through, I think. I think I like the oak aged stiletto better than the regular one. A lot of these bourbon barrel aged stuff will add too much sweetness to a beer that's already sweet. So they found a good even hmm. keel with uh, with that beer, I yeah, think. I f- the oak flavor, but not too much yeah. sweetness. I feel like I, I, I had the signature flavor from the barrel stiletto style. It, it kind of popped for me more than the Apis did. I didn't really get a lot of the honey bun that I was kind of envisioning. Got so it. I didn't get that signature flavor. So the Apis kind of fell flat. Not that it was bad. I didn't think it was a bad beer. But it, it just didn't it, pop the way that the barrel stiletto did. Yeah, when I get did. a pastry stout, I wanted to punch me in yeah, the exactly. face. Exactly. It wasn't. It wasn't well, even it. then, I still want yeah. that, that flavor the that they advertised, which is honey bun. I wanted that to come through. And I didn't get that as much. The sweetness and, was not punctuated the way you expected. Right. It, it, right. it, it, was, expected. it was like a light stout somehow. But on the Plus other side of that, the blood orange and the blueberry milkshake, those were accentuated very well. The blood orange I thought was great. Uh, okay. And the blueberry one was good, but very blueberry. It was just a lot. It, it was once. a lot of blueberry, and that's why I like the blood orange milkshake yes. better. It was a little bit more subtle, but I still got that flavor and that milkshake. Well, the kind orange of like, melds so well with these citrus-flavored hops now, so that it all kind of flowed together. And then that lactose just added to oh, the yeah. uh, mouthfeel to it. made it a little bit thicker. Nothing crazy like a milk stout, but, you know, a little bit thicker. So it was, and you can it tell was, the was consistency refreshing. was a little different. Um, yeah. A little bit more, you could, I guess you would say like a little bit more mouthfeel, a little bit more foamy, but uh, it was uh, it was good. I, I really liked that. Uh, yeah, it had the, a better... the blood orange milkshake one was probably one of my highlights of the six. Yeah, that they, blueberry was too much blueberry. It was. I will say that they it was are really too much blueberry. Really heavy on the blueberry. I wonder if they just had. But like it was an still good. I did like that because you had the blo- the blueberry saison was good too. But... I mean. <sighs> Yeah, okay, let's take the magic out of it, all right. I'm just telling you, they tasted kind of like blueberry extract, like blueberry-flavored things and not necessarily blueberries. I mean, that's, Not to say that that's what they do. 
That's probably but it's it kind of tasted that probably way. Probably what they do. They may just add so much blueberries to their stuff that it just comes out like that. Like the strawberry. Kind of like goza. they added that time where they oh, had too much Jesus time. Christ. So they did have a flop for their uh, for their six year anniversary where we got their signature beer for the six year anniversary, which was a time beer. It was just full of time. It was, was it was time and something else, and you couldn't no, taste you couldn't the taste other thing. Anything. It was just pure time. It looked like like time tea. Like you just put a bunch of time. It was into that's it. weird. It was, it was really weird. gross. Yeah, but that was uh, outside of this visit. See, uh, uh, yeah, like so the goza wild. I think they use uh, strawberry, real strawberries in that, and it kind of comes off as a fake strawberry flavor. He did say that. I actually, very, I actually enjoyed the goza wild. I thought it was very refreshing and actually not too much. I did have that kind of like little kind of artificial strawberry taste that you're saying. But right. it wasn't enough for to turn me off. I know some I people don't like that, that flavor. I just had a of it, so I wasn't too worried. I actually like that one. Beekeeper, you know, standard honey wheat kind of deal. Fake news, a really good rendition of uh, New England Pale. Collusion, a little bit heavier than that, so it's a double. Yeah. I like that one. I like the fake news more than I like the collusion, but they were both very it, solid. It makes yeah. sense. Uh Fake news is a little more approachable. It's well, a little you're lighter, not a huge IPA guy, right? But you still no, get. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge IPA guy, that's for sure. Yeah, but you still get a good hot flavor that's not overly bitter and it's still light with the fake news. Occlusion just took it to a little bit uh, heftier kind of beer. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I thought overall I was really pleased with the way that the whole brewery came together. The only thing I would comment was probably that they could have added food, but I mean. Given their location, I can understand why they don't have anybody back there. They do food trucks Wednesday through Saturday, I think. Oh, you know what? That does... I, there is another comment. It's just that their hours are kind of weird. Oh, their yeah. hours are trash. They're, they change, like, eight? every two days. So, like, Monday, Monday, Tuesday is 4 to 8. Wednesday, Thursday is 4 to 11. Uh, Friday, I want to say it's 3 to 11. Saturday, it is... Four to like eleven, and then Sunday it's like four to eight. It's so like it changes every two days. But if if that's how they want to run, well, it kind of it kind of shows. So like when you look at it, they're in kind of like a garagey kind of place. They have limited hours. Are are they? You know, have they not made it yet? I mean, are they kind of still kind of underground in comparison to what Lone Rider to uh, some of the bigger ones we've gone to. They're big alone rider, yes, but Gizmo is canned. We bought it up at a Lowe's in Nightdale. I mean, it's still making its way through. I think think they're geared towards people who are coming home to North Raleigh from RTP. Well, that's fine, but, like, you think they would update their location, even if it does stay in that area. You think they would kind of... They need more parking. Well, with that comes the fact that they need to update their location. They're not going to get more parking where they're at. They're really not going to get any more space where they're at. They're going to get more brewing area because they can make an extra garage. I, I think they need to get some more tap rooms, but I think Gizmo is probably going back to the business sense thing. They're still trying to figure it out, and I think they're big in the local area, it seems like, because everybody, oh, yeah. everybody knows them. They're just not big, like, regionally. Well, that's kind of what I want to know. Are they bigger than outside of Raleigh? I don't. I didn't I don't drink so. outside of being in well, Raleigh. So yeah, like, and that's by, kind of... by regionally, I mean, like, the southeast, whereas... You can find well, even outside of Raleigh. I mean, you can find Lone Rider in like five or six states. I don't, I've never seen Gizmo outside no, of North you, Carolina. You might not even. You might see it in like Charlotte, and that'd be probably about it. Yeah. So I mean, they're still in the process of expanding. They're kind of like they're kind maybe kind of like Raleigh Brewing Company, right? Where you know Raleigh they've Brewing been around. Huge. What are you talking about? Are they around more than outside of Raleigh? 
Yeah. Yeah, I've okay. seen I've seen well, Raleigh Brewing. They've been fighting the law to try to be able to distribute their own beer, which the law just changed, so you'll probably start seeing Raleigh Brewing Company pop up in more places because well, that law of, changed. Fair enough. Well, that's kind of how I see Gizmo, at least living in Raleigh. They've been around, at least their locations had a couple of anniversaries. They're big. I see their beer in store, but outside of that, I don't really hear much. Uh, again, I, I haven't really drank a lot outside of living in Raleigh because, you know, like, yeah, went to college Raleigh, here and such. Raleigh but Brewing Company, you don't, don't see a whole lot of their cans, but you see a decent amount of, uh, like, tap. So I think they do more keg sales. Okay. So maybe a little bit bigger. Well, and ABS just sells tanks to everybody, so they don't really have... They're basically doing Raleigh Brewing Company as a side project now because they're selling ABS commercial tanks Equipment, yeah. across, you know, internationally at this point. But, so. but uh, going back to Gizmo, I would say that this is definitely... Because it's exclusive to North Carolina, I would say that if you're in Raleigh, this is definitely a location yeah. you should check out. Yeah, I it's think, definitely. It, I think it's kind of low key, which is what I like. Uh, you know, on a beautiful day, it's a great place oh, yeah. to grab a beer. I mean, you can sit, sit outside, outside, listen to music. Even on a not great day, you could probably sit inside and just be fine. You have plenty of space. Um, and then the beer is great. I mean, like you said, Correct. they had a good variety for whoever wanted beer. I mean, if you want a honey wheat, you can get it. If you want an IPA New England, you can get it. If you want a stout, you can get it. If you want something experimental, they'll probably have it. So uh, They put their Palisade Wasp back on, uh, and that's a really good IPA. So nice. if you guys try to make it back out there, it's good. Yeah. All right, well, that was the fun part. Now I get to listen to y'all complain about this music for the next... Ten minutes. We only so. really want to complain about your album, your album, and not not that you know you're that big into. That's it. what because I mean. You also said that. it wasn't. You also said it wasn't your favorite, uh, but it's got a lot to complain about. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. We're we're about to talk about the Mountain Goats in League with Dragons. So I'm gonna give a go ahead and give a sample of Possum by Night from the album In League with Dragons. Shuffle on down to the park Spend stars in the winter sky Days of refuge in shorts of fire All your parasites climb aboard All you vagabonds praise the Lord I can't stand any more of that. Honestly. I can't take it anymore. All right. All I right. don't need it. So spoilers, that's not the slow song of the album. That's <laughs> the entire album. Yeah. So um, I want to start off by with a caveat. I did pick this album. I do like the Mountain Goats. I didn't think this album was terrible. I will say, though, it was more eclectic and less focused than a lot of their other stuff. I think a lot of their fans are going to be familiar with, like, the last death metal band out of Denton, and albums like Nashville, where it's consistent. It's about a couple that's slowly breaking apart, and that's kind of a fun story to read. This was a allegedly was supposed to be a story about like a D and D campaign inspired. Okay, so that's kind of yeah. what I, I looked it up myself, and it said it's inspired by D and D and tabletop games, um, and that's but, it. But and, this is kind of all over the place. And I, I will like. say, I can see where they went for that because they talk about wizards, they talk about you know uh, towns having to deal with attacks, and they talk about dragons. So they're obviously inspired by it, but it doesn't very it doesn't hold very well throughout the album. I feel like well, they've um, also got songs like 
Waylon Jennings Waylon live. Waylon Jennings live and Doc which is, Goodman, which is – he's a baseball player. I didn't know that until today when I looked it up. But these are all random – and these were cuts that were put in between the album, in the middle of the album, that cut away from the aesthetic of D&D and tabletop games. Which, which honestly, I mean, I don't know that it would have made a difference because, honestly, those are my favorite songs compared Jeez. to the Waylon – compared to the D&D songs, which are kind of mediocre – to say the least. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how, like, so you, you obviously have a history with this band, so you've heard them before and know what they sound like outside of this. But when, when I listened to this, I wasn't, you know, entirely, I guess, I was kind of bored, honestly. It, I, I do appreciate some of the things they did. Like, even in this song, which is more one of the slower slash, like, ballad kind of songs, I think some of the instrumentation they did, some of the musical aspects was very nice. But... Lyrically, the, I don't like the singer. I just can't. The guy, I mean, he, he, he can sing, but he just has the, he doesn't drag me in. He doesn't catch me. Sometimes it sounds like his tongue is being held down by somebody. He's like, well, it's, it's a very Bob Dylan-like thing where he, like he, he has great like lyrics. I love ludes or something. Yes, Jesus Christ. I, I think I would compare him to if you've never if you've listened to Cake, he's kind of like that where it's just monotone across the board. See, okay, but yeah. it doesn't work in this in this album. And it may work in certain things, but when I think of it, when I want to listen to someone sing, I don't care what you're singing about. If you have that kind of monotone, like I, I just can't get into it. And like I said, like I was saying, it's a very Bob Dylan like kind of thing. I think some of his lyrics are pretty pretty good. Like I, I listened to it, I I just kind of read it out loud, and I was like, you know, this sounds like a poem. Some of it's nice. Some of it just kind of reach, but when he actually sang it in the music, I I just took me away from it. I was just like, I can't do it. And yeah. So I don't know. For me, that was what my biggest caveat was. Just I couldn't get into him singing. How about you, Kevin? I know you wanted to gouge your ears out with a pencil. Um. Uh, yeah, it sound, like I said, it sounded like Bob Dylan was taking ludes and lost his way. Um, it's there. The background music of it, like the actual instrumentals, um, I wouldn't hate on it. I didn't like how everything was a fucking slow song on this album. Outside uh, of the ones that you mentioned, you know, yeah, was, well, you, there were some upbeat, but a lot the, of it was slow. Right. Um, I didn't like how in like most of them, they just didn't flow for me. Um, yeah. The the lyrics, like if it was say four four time, they would do. One, uh, one line that was a full four notes of him speaking, and then the next line to follow it up was just two, and they didn't drag out the two notes to fill in all four. Yeah, there's a lot of notes empty of space. space. Yeah. It's just they said their thing and they're done with whatever line. Yeah, I will say that is a big. I there were that songs. was honestly that was honestly something I didn't pick up on until I was watching our actual the thing play was how much empty space there there's is. Between so much empty space. Each single no yes like, but it's it's yeah. not even it's not like it's even empty space it's they said a statement and then they just kind of no, finished you are it completely right because that was one of the first things i noticed was i think maybe the first or second song did exactly that where of the first stanza it was like like you said four beats and then two beats so then you you you're looking for those extra two beats want, which they don't fill in yeah it's and like it's done. just the background music and no offense but that background music wasn't that impressive it was very kind of like melodic piano a, a, a slight guitar and it wasn't grabbing me. I was just, I just like, "What the hell's going on here?" Or, did mean, you forget the lyrics? I just I want to take a second to acknowledge that 
Ozzy just gave me credit for what Kevin said, so credit is. Oh, I'm given sorry. Did I? Me. I meant Kevin, not Logan. <laughs> Logan's a dumbass. Kevin actually oh, said. I mean, if you're doing a D, like maybe they were just trying to do D and D, where like everything's just just a slow ballad from a bard, but. <laughs> Even bards have upbeat songs, well, or else they're not going and to be I will able say, to well, and I people. feel like I feel like this was a bad balance, given that every other album we listened to this week was super up tempo. Okay, and that's yeah, that's yeah. the thing. So, like, I will give them that his voice does fit the theatrics, right? That is true. He, yeah, he is right. very la 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 la, and it feels very grand. And if they're doing like D and D tabletop stuff, that stuff is fantastic. It's fantasy. It's big. It's not. It's not supposed to be. Straight grunge, straight metal. It's but you, you can know. still have upbeat, grand. But yeah, it doesn't so, have to be. Well, that's like the two that I enjoyed. Well, or, I guess I guess that's. I wouldn't say enjoy. I, they were better than the others. That's the thing that I walked away from thinking about this was that I liked a lot of their background music. I'm honestly surprised yeah. that you didn't like it more, Kevin, because I know you don't typically listen to the lyrics well, as much. His voice took away you, from it. So you much. you like typically listen to it as background music, and I honestly liked a lot of the music if you take out the voice. But I don't know what they were going for in yeah. this album. It was like you would have a song in a song that's supposed to be based on D and D. You would have songs about cadaver dogs. You would have songs about Waylon Jennings. You'd have a song about finding a cure for strychnine, which I guess could be D and D. They had a song about Doc Gooden, which was a baseball player, like I said earlier. Like, yeah, yeah. It was I just kind of. It was yeah, just you're right. all over the Fun place. Fact. Strychnine used to be a performance-enhancing drug because it makes your muscles twitch. So if you're running, you would be able to run fast. Doesn't that shit kill mice? Yes, it kills mice by, by making, making them over-twitch. It makes their muscles twitch so much that they die of asphyxiation. Wow. wow. That's insane. Okay. That song was one of the prime examples where it was so slow, he didn't sing out the entire, the, the entire thing, but musically it was great. I actually really like that when I sat down and just listened to music. And I listened to other reviews of this album just to make sure I wasn't insane. And a lot of people said the same thing. One guy said that this would honestly be, if you took out the singing, this would just be background music for YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah, and it, that's what it felt like to have the time. And then, like you said, the fast upbeat, upbeat ones like Wailing Jennings and Cadaver Sniffing Dog, which I really like Cadaver Sniffing Dog. Um, those were a little bit more upbeat. Those were enticed me a little bit more. The, the singer actually sang through the verses, sang through what he was doing. Um, you know, me and Kevin kind of agreed that it felt like we were at a, um, what is it, a poetry reading thing where people clap, yeah. snap their fingers. Well, I know we, we talked about how Cat like Power, like we talked about how Cat Power was kind of like that, but this was definitely like, this was straight I mean, up. Cat yeah. Power was savage, it still has some energy to her music. Yeah. I will say that, like, even the slower parts... Even in slower songs, you expect some kind of climax. You expect some kind of draw to the song. Just because you're sad or depressed doesn't mean that there's emotion there. And I feel like some of these songs fell flat because there weren't that much emotions in it. They just well, kind of read it through flat. And, you know, when I think of D&D, it's not flat, man. Well, I mean, even, you've got highs, you've got lows, you've got mids. and Well, just, even the ones that were, like, supposed to be more energetic. I forget what the... The one where he's like, look for the guy with the emblem of whatever on his chest. And I oh, was that's like, Sicilian Crest? The Sicilian Crest. And I was like, this is supposed to be a happy, upbeat song. And it's really, it's really not. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's just like, uh, I don't know. I feel like they were out of vibe on this one. Maybe this was their, well, everybody likes our music, so we're going to sell albums anyway, 
album. And maybe, like you said, you have some you have some history with them, but with me and Kevin coming into this like raw, I would never listen to these guys again. I don't well, think I, they I did even not listen, sell me on this stuff. I even listened to this with uh, my friend Andrew, who's a big fan of theirs. Uh, oh, really? Coming back, and he was like, "It's all right." I was like, "So." So bad. It was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was all right. Was yeah, like, well, I mean, when you're a fan and you say it's all right, like I've done that before to bands, it's, it's really you saying I'm not satisfied with what they did. Yeah. So, I mean, it is like what it Mike is. Like Mike after Meteora? Pretty much. Or like, uh, what was Mike Shinoda's new album? I don't know. Well, even then, I didn't have a history with him, but when I compared it to Linkin Park, yeah. But overall, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, well, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't very pleased was with what I boring, heard. man. Yeah, Mountain Goats, it could have been better. All right. Could have been a lot better. Next up, we got uh, Pip Blom. The song is Daddy Issues off the album Boat. It could be anything. It could even be a boat. Boats and hoes, baby. What a way to start off an album. I, I kind of wanted to watch. So we've got the actual official music video up, and I have never seen it. I kind of wanted to watch more of this because I'm intrigued now where he saw a girl on TV. It was she shows up at his front door. I was like, well. Anyway, but uh, yeah, uh, Pit Blum. So, Kevin, you kind of chose this album at random. Do you want to start us off? Um, I chose this album at random because it was... Like the newest album that was one of the newest albums that was being released when I was looking at albums and it said it was like indie or alternative, so I just kind of went with it and uh, it turned out pretty good. It's uh, kind of sounds like um, what I say a punkier version of Silver Sun Pickups. That was exactly what I was thinking. I was it's like, the guitar and, when, like, and the the bass. There's a lot of bass in the like. Yeah, the, it's it's a very a lot of their songs are very moving. They have a lot of upbeat stuff, um, and that's what I thought too. I thought Silver Sun Pickups. I thought even some old Foo Fighter stuff, some Cage the Elephant, kind of very uh, grunge. Not, I mean, we're not talking heavy grunge, but distortion, but moving and fast paced. But not too out of, you know... It was pop music with a punk feel. Exactly. It had some pop music, and that's why it kind of had all those kind of bands feel to it. And I was actually surprised, too. I was I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And I was honestly... I kind of wanted to know more about the band. They did... If I, unless right. I, I've never heard of them. Unless I'm missing something, I don't it's even think... debut album. I don't even think they have a Wikipedia page. Well, I think it's their debut, like, major album. I think they've made music before, They've done right? singles. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they're from Amsterdam. I did read that. So they're from Amsterdam. This is their debut album. I thought it was just major, but it's just in general debut. Yeah. Um, and they're so underground or so not well known that it's been how long since the album's been out? Two weeks? I don't know. When's the There's last no time? lyrics online, man. I tried looking up the lyrics Genius to kind of understand what she was saying because because she is from Amsterdam, some of her uh, it gets a little lost, and I think the mixing's a little a little different. I can't hear her voice sometimes through the instrumentation. Which is funny compared to our next album. But anyway, go ahead. I, that, that is a point I will make in the next album. But 
I can't hear it. So I went to look for the lyrics to kind of get a better sense because their title track, their their track names were pretty straightforward. You know, there was one called uh, "Don't Make It Difficult," uh, uh, "Say It," "Daddy Issues." A, a lot the first of half of the album was very uh, upbeat and stuff. yeah. Well, but I will even say, a lot of their songs are very themed around the idea of uh, romance, confessions, and romance, like. Yeah. Just if you couldn't tell by Ozzy listing off the title names, right? You know. They're pretty self-explanatory. You kind of mm-hmm. guess what you're saying, what they're going to sing about. But I wanted to f- actually see what she was actually saying in certain scenarios. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, don't make it difficult. Say it. Tired. Um, after that, it got kind of weird because it started going. A song called Tinfoil, which I actually really like. I don't like that song. Sorry. And Tin, Tinfoil was kind of weird. Oh, I liked it. Um, but I will say one of the biggest negatives that I think with this album is that outside of maybe. Three or four songs, maybe two or three, they all kind of, kind of came together. I did. I, I don't remember them separately as a as singles. I hear it as a whole. Yeah, uh, they kind of dragged together because they all felt the same tempo. The drums were all the same. I will knock. That was probably my least favorite about the entire album. The drums were not any good. It was just like. I was wondering at some points if they were just using a drum machine. Maybe. Yeah. And that's you know okay whatever. But like. Like those are the that's a, one of the biggest driving force besides the bass, which the bass was good. I did like the bass, but the drum is the drums are like a driving force, and it felt the same throughout the you know seventy percent of the album. Right, and right. I will say, even if I did like some of the songs, I don't remember them as distinctly as I would with you know the Pub album or even other albums. It's just that's one kind of yeah, negative. Yeah, we're ignoring we're ignoring the. Uh... Mountain Goats album for the No, I don't remember any of it. (laughs) The what album? Yeah, exactly. Uh, But anyway, yeah, I was. I also kind of wanted to know what their name was because Pip Blom. Pip Blom is the name of a poison used in the King Killer Chronicles, which is a really King Killer. Which is a great Game of Thrones. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's like Name of the Wind and shit. It's a really good book series. Song of Ice and Fire. No, no, no. Name they of the really book. don't even have a Wikipedia page. You're right. They they're, don't. Dude, they're fresh, baby. They are fresh. Kevin is the first. If they're on a festival lineup, they're at the very bottom. And We're, Kevin can finally say he knows a band. Yeah. At the very bottom of the festival. The first, like, three lines. Yeah, because, you know, you always look at the festival lineup, and it's like the top three are like, oh, Beck, Cage the Elephant, maybe a little bit. is you know, Bottle Man and the, you know. Catfish and Catfish bottle and the Bottle Man, and we all know who they is, because, you know, they shit. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> But then you get to the bottom and it says Pitblum. Who the fuck is Pitblum? Kevin's like, I know who Pitblum is now. And then, and then right below them, Betty White Titfuck. Oh my god. What in the hell? You never heard of Betty White Titfuck? I can't say I have. Be I've glad, never seen that video. No. Be glad you have. I mean, I've seen the video, but All I've right. never heard of them. Um, I don't know. I thought it was. I thought overall the album was pretty good. Yeah, it got kind of weird towards the end of it. Um, I will say there was a, a decent amount of the same in the in the beat category yeah. there you just I, I will say that the chorus and the singing the melodies were the don't, driving don't, force because the the title of the song is butt fart <laughs> what are you doing what? get that shit out of here no maybe next month we're not like, doing you're that. gonna pick up like goat and your mom as well oh yes but i will say the i think the highlight of this album was the melodies and the chorus were really what wrong what brought it out. It was like you remember those parts. You remember the what you wanna do, what, what you, you wanna, wanna do, do or you, you know, other little things like that. But I don't remember the guitar riffs. I don't really remember the drums True. besides I do remember I do remember the bass lines where it's like boom boom 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will say I think the bass line was probably the better of the instrumentation besides the girl singing because I did like the even girl, as weird it was I still liked the melodies that there were. The sung. girl had very good. I'm not gonna say great vocals because that would imply that she had range, but her mm-hmm. vocals worked really well with the music. It would imply that I could understand what she was saying. Oh, that's outside of the fact. Yeah, I definitely couldn't understand at some points. But yes, you're right. She she fit the track very well, and I did like that about it. It was you know kind of sometimes monotone. But a lot of times it had, I guess, um, that almost kind of apathy feel to it, which some of these songs had that feel because it was like talking about issues and talking about um, problems with relationships, with, you know, friends, such things like that. Um, but, but, yeah. I mean, I, I, I am actually interested in this band now. I will say that this being their debut album, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they do because it's nothing groundbreaking but it is something that got my attention and i can say hey well you know let's see what they do from now on yeah i'm definitely excited definitely check out pip Blom. i'm really i'm i was pumped up and surprised by it all right with that said next up we've got pup and the off the album morbid stuff kids and this is where i just turn over the whole podcast to ozzy because he's going to want to talk for a while which is good because it gives me a chance to take a piss break this is like when you do a drum solo all right zach pup uh, kids, but not the drummer from uh, Pitbull. You're up to the plate. I'll try not to overtalk because no, this, this was my pick because I, I really like Pup. You're, you're, uh, I, we went to the live concert? Yeah, we actually went to the concert. All we All three of us, of us went to the concert. Surprisingly, uh, Kevin kind of surprised us by saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to a Pup concert. I'm like, yeah, me and Logan already bought tickets. Uh, so we all ended up going. Um, let's see. About a couple years ago, I, I heard about them through, like I guess, like studio sessions on YouTube and they're from Canada. Um, they're about our age, in twenties, something like that. And I was really taken away by their by their passion and you know um, in the punk scene. I guess punk can be seen as a not very popular uh, genre, but I think these guys do it in a very kind of poppy way. So it caught my attention, and I, I liked their last album. And then when they came out with this one a couple months ago, I think two months ago. I was excited to listen to it, and I I, I, I really enjoyed this album. Um, I think it's very similar to Pip Blum, where it's got kind of that punk kind of pop feel. But I think as a band, they flesh it out a little better. They have guitar riffs, which I remember. Their drummer is amazing. Their bassist is also good. And their singer is also very good. And it has kind of the similarities where the melody and the chorus kind of carries the song. You find yourself singing the chorus a lot, saying, you know, I don't care about nothing but you. Um, and then when you break down the lyrics, you realize you're singing about these songs, which 
is about morbid stuff, which is the album is appropriately named Morbid Stuff because he actually talks about morbid stuff throughout the album from front to back. He talks about, hey, um, have I have has someone that I slept with killed themselves or dead? That's, my cousin, my cousin, my cousin killed himself. It's, you know, I'm really unhappy. I looked yeah. up the lyrics. They're all morbid as shit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just, I have a kid. I really question life right now. Am I going to kill him? But that one was insane. He found a gun in found his clothes. clothes. See what else? He talked about like his parents smoking pot and not, you know, being good parents and I like just the, a uh, bunch of different blood on the walls, blood on the mirrors. Yeah, blood on the walls, blood on the mirrors. Oh, the one that I, my favorite line was. Um, I hope I never see you again. I hope the next time we see each other, it's in hell. And if we do, we can all watch the highlights in hell. Well, so, the highlights was the earth blowing up. The earth blowing up. I yeah. hope the world explodes. I hope we the world explodes. I'll be at your funeral or at least hope the earth explodes. Like That's something that I'm going to have to say. We've all probably yeah. thought about at some point, but have never really said out loud and never really progressed with the thought. Just kind of like, you know what? I don't care if I ever see you again, but never went to that extreme thought. Well, but and that they wrote a whole song about that, and that's great. I love that song, which is uh, See You at Your Funeral or something like that. That was what um, I really liked about the album was that, like, as a person that has – I don't know if the guy has mental issues or not. He has talked about how he but, has had mental issues. But, if I, but as a guy that has mental issues, I was like, yeah, I can relate to this a lot. I was like, damn. Well, yeah, there's that one yeah. song where he talks about how, oh, you feel sad again. You're not any special. Yeah, That's actually about him being depressed. Yeah. It's about him being depressed, and it's in the view of his girlfriend. His girlfriend saying that to him. Yeah. Like, okay, you're sad. Whatever. Get over it. Um, yeah. Well, no. thanks. I'm cured. Thanks. I'm cured. You know, visit that subreddit. It's actually pretty solid. Um, but, you know, it talks about that depression, dealing with, you know, issues like from not being able to provide from your family or just uh, dealing with someone dying dealing with your asshole stepbrother or your brothers or just having a shitty life in general, well, which think, we can all relate to. I mean, let's all be honest. No one has a perfect life. And I think the lyrics really clicked with you, but I also got to say the music was spectacular. I mean, the tempo was great. They, uh, they kind of balance out the playing by each artist. So you've got the guitars, the bass, and the drums kind of do a balancing act in every song. Mm-hmm. I really liked... Uh, Scorpion Hill was a bad representation. It was hard for us to pick that. Uh, I w- It was my favorite song in general, but the way they do the three separate sections of that song, where it goes from him being serious and contemplative to trying to make it through the hassle of everyday life, and then to, like dealing with the stress and everything that's going on around him is very well represented by Yeah, it's so segment. understandable. Yeah. Like, you, you, every stanza, you're like, I've been there before. I've been there before. Oh, shit, I'm here. But like, the music, I'm not going to kill my kid, but I've been there. But the music segments do a great job of representing each of those emotions. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's really hard to do for most artists. That I was mean. a highlight for me, Scorpion Hill, I will say, is one of their better songs in their entire discography because I've listened to all their albums and all their songs and... I think this one conveyed the message better than anything they've ever done. Yeah, I was, I was really happy with this album. I it was a definitely a kind of out of left field for me because I just kind of walked up on you listening to them, and you were like, "Yeah, it's a great album. You gotta check it out." I checked it out. I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do this." But yeah, I mean, I I was totally blown away by how good this this uh, band was. I gotta check out more of their stuff now. But I I'm uh, yeah. I wish I could say more positive things, but it's really good. Um, really good. I'm going to say it's uh, standard punk music. Uh, I also had issues uh, listening to some of the lyrics in this one. I think that's just a punk thing where yeah, they don't when, really all, when all the members of the band yell into the microphone, 
it's on key, but they're still yelling in the microphone. There's a lot of instruments going in the background. I just can't understand what they're saying. That's definitely understandable. Well, and, and they also have the same kind of punk thing where it's they'll they'll do that, but then there's also sessions where they're just talking into the microphone. There's no other beats. Very punk. Very like standard level punk. Stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that's a good contrast between the three albums. You can't. We got Audacity up right now, so you can actually see the sound levels. But what you couldn't tell. If you look at the difference between, like, say, the Mountain Goats and this album, like, this album, is it's all the same sound level throughout the entire song. It's yeah. just, it never goes down, it never goes up, it's just the same sound level. Even with, so there's no difference for, like, the vocals or anything. Whereas with the Mountain Goats, it's like they play an instrument and then the guy mm, does his low vocals. Correct. And there's a yes. clear dif- differentiation. And then not to mention, even if the guy's kind of, like, saying the words instead of singing them. If there's empty space, you have the bass, which is keeping you alive. You have the drums, which, again, is the best. There's very the better rarely parts. any empty space. There's no empty space at all. At yeah, all. Yeah, this is like a and big contrast. It does, I mean, even, <laughs> even at the end of one song, they had a fucking accordion playing. Like, they had, they had, they filled it up. And, and I will say, most of the songs were three minutes, four minutes. The longest one was six minutes, which was the story one, which is Scorpion Hill. But those three minutes were packed from front to back. And every song was like that, so the whole album was packed front to back. Well, and it's, so it's a lot. It's, it's a punk band. That's the yeah. kind of thing they do. So Intensity. Yes. That's what they go for. And that's what it's punk is. It's pretty punk. I mean, I don't think it's the best album I've ever heard in the world. I don't think oh, it's man, the worst. Either. Um, I'm not as big a fan of it, I think, as Logan and Ozzy. I did go to the concert, and it was very high energy and, you know, kind of fun to be there. But, I mean, if it comes up, I'm not going to skip the song. But uh, if it doesn't come up, I'm uh, not going to be too worried about it. No, I'm good. Fair enough. I mean, I, I can totally understand that. It, it's definitely kind of got its own niche genre, but well, I was really surprised well, Anything by it. that's full of intensity like punk, like metal, and rap, it's, it's really kind of your niche. You can't just be like, yeah, I can listen to it. Well, or something that I get into. You have to be into it. You have to really appreciate it and even if you understand that it's good like sometimes you just you just can't get into it and that's why there's songs that in the metal like certain metal like black metal like extreme metal like I can't get into but in general metal I'm a metalhead I like metal well and also I want to say like did did you make feel make it feel like you had a difference Kevin when you actually learned what the lyrics were because I know you had a hard time just hearing what the person was saying did it make any difference at all when you found out what the lyrics were, or pretty much the same situation? I mean, like, slightly. Just because I know that they kept the theme up throughout the entire album. I mean, some lyrics were finished, so it made the chorus, like, flow a little bit better. So it was a little easier to listen to than trying to figure out what the hell they said. Like, right. every couple of, you know, you know, every verse or so. Um, so I guess a little bit, but not like drastic. Oh, I hated this song before and I love it now. No. It was, I get, I get the tempo. I can hear, you know, enough. Um, it sounds good. I mean, I like this kind of music. I mean, I grew up with, you know, kind of some 41 <laughs> yeah. kind of deals. Uh, maybe not like rancid, uh, which is probably more geared pup style but um i was more a little more articulate punk well, yeah it's a little less uh, but, little less but it, mainstream. it was still good it, it, i want to i want to see that i don't uh, i don't not sub-genre, like genre articulate, articulate punk, punk. articulate <laughs> punk is where you can hear the lyrics of it um so it's fun i i just think the energy is great personally and all of these songs and 
I think that the story that's being conveyed is good, and I realize, like, I understood Scorpion Hill. I I understood the lyric, most of the lyrics in that, and I get throughout the entire thing. Some of them I didn't really, you know, like, Closure kind of sucked, to be honest with you. I that was, was my least favorite. I, I will say that. Closure. So Closure, the, the chorus was terrible. It just says Closure over and over again. Yeah, I need Closure. But I, the theme of the, the song was great. because He talks about how he's upset that his friend or cousin, I think it's about his cousin, killed himself. So he's talking about it in a sense where, like, you feel guilty of feeling bad that he killed himself. But you're also like, why did you do that? Like, yeah. we were, you know... We, There's nothing I can do. I can't need, do anything. You closure. Yeah, yeah I, I can't get closure anymore because you kind of took that from me. From but me. that's also a guilty way to look at... That's kind of a, um asshole way to look at things, but it, it is about morbid stuff, right? Yeah, so, I mean... The overall. theme was cool, but the execution is a little weird. Um, but uh, let me think. Um, they had... In general, this is a very great pub album. This sounds like pub. They had a couple songs on there that were a little different, like Full Blown Meltdown, which was almost metal-like. Yeah, it was very heavy. Was, that was one of my yeah, favorite was, songs. Yeah. That was great. And live, it was so, like, insane. I was in that pit. It was sweaty. I got hit a couple times. It was great. I was Top tier. Oh, no. Full Blown Meltdown was one of my favorite songs. Logan already was, left. I think he, I think he did already leave by then, but it was it was it was so energetic and that's what I like from my music and uh, I, I got that from this album. Yeah, I, I was yeah. I mean, it was good. <laughs> good. Thanks, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> thanks for that stirring. Kevin, what yeah. do you think about this morbid stuff? It's good. It's good. It's good. That's what I live for. <laughs> it's good. It's now, good. out of all the three albums, this one was. Um, by and large, the best album, especially if you like punk styles, very high energy. It um, you know had good flow through it in each of the albums. It's very true to form. It wasn't. I mean, I wouldn't say it was knocking my socks off. Like I said earlier, uh, I'm not Ozzy, so you know it's not. I'm not all about it, but I mean, it was it was the best out of the three. Mm-hmm. Piplum sounded like they were. A start out version of this. Yeah, they're getting there. That's what I said. This is fleshed out. Everything about this was, they did it right. Uh, whether they, you know, whether you like it or not, I still think like the instrumentation was better than Pitbull. I'm just sad that Pitbull's not taking a tour over here. But I, I didn't look into that. Sense. I looked into like seeing them live. Not gonna lie. But yeah, I mean, apparently they're all overseas, so it's just kind of hard to do. Tell them oh. the struts are coming through. There you go. So, I was going to say, Pip Bomb or the struts, the struts every time. Struts every time. Also, please. I will say that it's easy for punk to kind of fit in like a little cliche section and talk about the, like, society. And that's this album classic, did not. That's classic, classic punk, but punk. this didn't. So that's great. This it talked about the, the inner society. It wasn't like, oh, you know, fuck the system, fuck... All this stuff, like, I don't want to be oppressed. Like, I think that's where punk stemmed from. And it's easy to go to that. But they didn't. They talked about... I mean, you're not special when you're sad. I mean, that one's pretty... I would say that's pretty overarching. Society doesn't give a shit about True, but it's not about the the giant machine, I guess is what I'm saying. It's about the... It's not about Florence or the machine? Yeah, or either one of those. It's about the inner part, and I like that about this album. You know, it wasn't like, you know, fuck the system, it's oppressing me, stuff like that. So if you don't like that about punk, you know, this is a little easier to get into. Um, But... It was good. I totally agree with those statements that I was totally listening to. All right, yeah. Um, Well, that's going to wrap us up. Any other thoughts, Ozzy, about... uh, your favorite, your what, favorite band? Not favorite band? They're not my favorite band, but they're definitely, after seeing them live, I will say they, I will always go to their concerts. 
because it is very high intensity and they play it well. They play it just like they should. I will, I will say I will definitely go to two out of three of the bands we've listened to. I will go to their concerts. That's oh yes, if I wanted to fall asleep, I would go to um, what's it called the Mountain, Mountain Goats. Goats. Yeah. yeah. I would Are you sure they're not the, the Phantom Goats? Concert more if I had known more lyrics when I went into <laughs> That's it. That's fair enough. Didn't you because actually... they, they do a good job of like getting people into it because their stuff is oh, kind of anthemic. Well, yeah, it's punk. Everybody knows oh, what the hell they're right, yeah, doing. They're so. going to go up there, they're going to crowd surf, they're going to punch everybody that's in the face Did, of elbows. Didn't you actually yeah. say about... Sorry, Kevin, about the Mountain Goats. Didn't you actually say... That you would prefer listening to White Noise. Yes. <laughs> we did say that. <laughs> Mountain Goats is just terrible. Don't listen to an album unless you just really feel bad about everything. I would rather play D&D and I don't even like D&D. Blue October is more uplifting Yo, Blue October than the Mountain Goats. Blue October, that one album they had was very good. I might go back It's to It's a good album, but it's very sad. It's depressing as hell. Speaking of next ones, I hope we can do the classic album next. Oh yeah, yeah. let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think next up, well, I've got the uh, Jail album by Live at, uh, what's the name of that? We're not doing a live album. No, we are doing a live album. Oh my god. We're doing a... Sweet Jesus. What are you you whining about? Live albums are the worst. They are the worst. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. No, no, no. What's the uh, what's the name of this guy? But yeah, we're unless you're listening to the band live, I don't want to know anything about it. We're looking at doing classic albums next time, so look out for that. Anything before '90s grunge, basically. Correct, because we were all born in the '90s, or I believe so. Right? You're no older than us, right? Right. Uh, I'm about a year older than you. Okay, so before the '90s. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So no Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm sorry. What? They're '83. They weren't big until the '90s. They're 83. Oh, yeah. So. Still classic. Um, we'll so, be looking into that next album. So get, anyway. get ready for So uh, look forward to that, guys. Anyway. Yeah. We're, we're going to have a good one. We're going to wrap it up here. But, uh, yeah, y'all have a good rest of your week. And thanks, as always, for listening. Good night, everybody. Smash that like button.